Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Super Bowl, Schmooper Bowl, Patriots, Schmatriots, we're talking Punisher for the whole show tonight. We're going to give you all of our spoiler-filled reactions to the Punisher Season 2. Marvel TV Weekly starts you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Oh, uh, that's right. If it is AfterBuzz TV and there's people talking about The Punisher, it can only be myself, Christian Blatt, and my lovely co-host... The birthday girl. Oh, no. The one and only <laughs> Zia Landerson. I'm back to talk more about The Punisher because I have not had enough yet. I haven't had enough. And here's the thing. If you want to really talk about The Punisher, but you don't have time to see the four or five hours of after show that we also did, because Zia and I also hosted The Punisher After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV. Uh, you just want one hour. This is it. We're going to just do it all right here in the hour, and then next week, we're going to turn the page, move it on over to the the gifted, okay, the runaways, and then maybe a little bit about the gifted. But we're going to really talk about the Punisher tonight, and there's so much to talk about. Uh, I find it interesting. I don't know about you, Zia, but there is, this is kind of a divisive season of the Punisher. I think it's love it or want to stab your eyes out with knitting needles because you hated it so much and not a lot in between. I've seemed to be hearing yeah. that, but I loved it. I so loved it too. I'm on that side of it. Yeah. Obviously, we've talked about it for 10 hours. Imagine if we both hated it and we just kept talking about it. <laughs> we had yeah. to just keep we're, talking about it. It was just some like self-loathing thing, you know, that we just had to keep talking about a show we hated. Uh so there's so much to talk about. Uh let's just start big and uh, overall thoughts and couple things that stand out as favorites, and then we're going to go through the character arcs for the season. Um, I loved the season. I liked the whole thing overall. They had me that first episode Ooh. with that the bathroom fight scene, <laughs> yeah. the soundtrack. I was all in. Um, the fight scenes to me were amazing. I mean, there were a few standout ones. The Russian gym one, I'll never get over that. That was I was literally wincing. The yeah. fight with Pilgrim and his old um his whole gang homies, yeah. his friends that they like yeah, his yeah, gang, I guess. Yeah, uh, the fact that he's pulling teeth out of his hair later. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I... Crazy. So there was there was a lot of great fight scenes in that. Frank, anytime he gets a gun, I'm excited. The scene with him at the police station, loved it. Loved it. And don't forget about Madani and uh the doctor, uh Dr. Krista. Uh, the oh, fight God. that the two that of them had. Too, yeah, the girl yeah. fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to characterize it that way, but, you know, now that you have. <laughs> I mean, they're two girls fighting. Yes. I don't know. Exactly. How else you want to so there were a lot of great fights. And what I liked about this season was just the, the in depth character development we got from Frank. Really got to explore Billy Russo, and when we break everybody down, we'll kind of talk about some of the more interesting aspects of that. Uh, and I think we got a lot. We got a lot of Curtis, 
And I I just thought that that was good. And I like that we had a slightly different tone from season one. Yeah. I think it was lighter at times. And there were occasional jokes. Yeah. But not in a way where it, like, turned into something where you're like, what did they do to the Punisher? No, it worked with it. It somehow just kind of lightened the tone just enough so you had moments of, like, aww. And moments of, you know, laughing. Yeah. But then there was still all of the things that you wanted the Punisher to be. I mean, Frank occasionally made jokes. Like, at first, you got the feeling that you were going to get jokes around him. Like, that's a lot of what Amy was there for. Yeah. Was to, was to make us laugh. But even, you know, Frank and Curtis are, like, making jokes at one point when they're on the stakeout, you know, ready to go into Valhalla, which sounds really cool when you say it like that. Yeah, so uh, it I wasn't that cool. I really... No, no. <laughs> it uh, was... It just it just helped my overall enjoyment because I thought season one of The Punisher was just really well done. It was excellent. But Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It wasn't really a lot of fun. Uh, and it, was, it didn't intend to be. But for me to spend, it's not 13 full hours, but you spend about 13 hours with one of these Very shows. Very close. Over, 54 yeah. minutes. Yeah. So it's like, it's like Roughly. over 12, you know, yeah. over 12 hours. And you're just like. It's exhausting to get beaten down by like that, you know? And what I like about the more superhero ones, like even even a brutal season of Daredevil, like the one we just had, season three, you still had moments. You got Foggy Bear, you got some things, you know? You can kind of even it out a little bit. But season one was just so gruesome of The Punisher that oh, yeah. uh, I really welcomed uh, that, you know? I think that was those were some of my favorite moments. Um, let us know in the chat what you thought overall. And... We're going to get into the point now, as I mentioned in the intro, that uh, this is going to be all the spoilers for the whole season. So because we we watched it a little bit more gradually than I would have normally, because whenever we do these after shows, I need to not binge it the first weekend like I did with Iron Fist. If I had the time to, I would have. I was like just I was like, okay, watch the next two. Oh, my God, I got to go. Watch the next two. Oh, my God, I got to go. Well, considering you and I were sitting in a studio here watching episode the 13 yeah. while the clock was ticking down before we did a show, <laughs> uh, tells us that, yeah, we didn't have as much time as uh, we maybe hoped that we would have. Pesky jobs getting in the way of watching television shows. Yeah, Goodness exactly. gracious. I'm glad somebody said it. Um, all right. So we should really just start with the man himself. Let's talk about where Frank is at the beginning of this season. And we'll take it all the way through to where Frank is. We'll go through some of the relationships as well, but we'll just talk about Frank. And I liked seeing kind of vacation Frank at the beginning. Yeah. He's he's not at peace, but he's managed to catch his breath. You know, he's probably not entirely looking over his shoulder until he realizes he needs to look over other people's shoulder because he's at that bar. You know, he meets Beth, the waitress or the bartender. And um, you weren't, Really a fan of Beth the bartender, though, were you? I wasn't. I don't know. She was She was this weird kind of awkward that just didn't sit well with me. Her whole mannerism that she had there, that she was kind of like, I don't know. I can't do it, but I was just like, nah, nah, Frank can do better. 
Yeah, but it what it did it showed us that he was willing to yeah. open himself up in any way and have any kind of relationship, you know. And I think when she's asking him if he wants to have a drink, we're like, the Punisher. You think the Punisher's gonna get a drink with you? Oh my God, Frank's getting a drink with her. <laughs> but um, of course, what was the reminder there for Frank? Uh, whoops. If you let somebody in, they're probably going to get shot by somebody. And she did. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. But also, to be fair, he couldn't help himself and he had to step in and help that young girl, which I totally get it. Yeah. She's oh, no, a totally. teenager in a bar getting chased by God only knows who. So she's, you know, I understand why Frank stepped in. But at the same time, you know, she said it. Frank was looking forward to it. I, I don't think that even if he wanted to try to live that life, I think he might get bored of it. I, I also think it's interesting to watch the uh, yeah my the the evolution of his relationship with Amy, whom we are initially told her name is Rachel, and uh, from the first time that she meets him, she's like, "What are you staring at, Rough Road?" Which I think I found very funny, as I've pointed out in past shows that we've done, <laughs> but. I just thought it was a great line, and uh, I know Steve in the booth agrees that uh, calling him Rough Road uh, was completely ver- <laughs> yeah, was like ver- a trigger. <laughs> yeah, like a trigger <laughs> was very funny, and I uh, I I just uh, I like the evolution of their relationship, which it goes from I can't believe I have to save this effing girl from this situation she's so annoying i can't wait to zip tie her and tape her mouth shut because she's uh she's <laughs> so annoying stop yelling or trying to run away and to the just the tender moments that they have in really in episode 13 i mean when he kisses her forehead and i almost cried you were so close i was to really close you you don't understand people I've, zia almost felt something in that moment you guys i did yeah but you know <laughs> she's really she's the grinch year round not just at christmas time so you know but i almost felt something too no but uh, so talk about that yourself though just sort of watching frank you know the ups and downs of frank and how amy was such an important part of that this year well the one of the biggest things that amy sort of did that she I think that she did well was um, sort of reminding Frank of his human side a little bit and the fact that he has there are people that he can care about. Like he I think he was reminded to care again, which is something he probably hasn't thought about in a really long time. It's just been cool, (laughs) (laughs) you know, makes a lot of sense for him. Um, She kept bringing there was a couple there. Well, there was an episode where she kept bringing up his kids, which I at first I thought was kind of nice. And then I was like, okay, you need to stop now. Yeah. Yeah. but I like seeing them bond, and I liked seeing Frank have something to protect, something more than just crazy vengeance. Because he had his vengeance storyline, and then he had the other storyline where he was just trying to do right by this girl who was getting attacked for no reason. I mean, for a reason, but for really no reason. Right, just because she had some pictures. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's really She didn't what it know was. what the job was. And the fact that he tells John Pilgrim late in the season that you know, point that gun at me. I think that was in episode 13, actually. Yes. He's like, point that gun at me. You know, he's like, he's saying like, shoot me, you not let her. let her go. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, in the first episode of the season, I think he would have been like, I mean, if you got to shoot her, I don't want you to. I'm going <laughs> to kill you. But don't, you know, don't shoot me. I mean, I'm, right. I'm the punisher. I, I need He's to. just going to whoop some butt and, you know, yeah. stab some people, and shoot some people. It's it, we'll talk about Billy Russo next and it's fascinating the 
how similar they are and how crazy that drove Billy that Frank thought he was better than him. And that that whole thing that he engineers so that Frank thinks that he's just as bad, if not worse, than Billy Russo. He makes Frank think that he killed those uh, three innocent women. Um, mm-hmm. I, don't know, I don't know entirely how innocent they were, and they could have been ladies of the night, but you know what I'm saying. They, hey, they certainly didn't look, deserve to be ladies shot. Ladies of the night or not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just how they're making their living. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's just they us ser- that says that it's you know illegal, which mm-hmm. I think is ridiculous, but that's a whole other thing. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's just, uh, you know, I, I think to see how just defeated he was in that moment because Frank Castle, the Punisher, ever since he was first introduced comic book wise, I always like to do these things and some people laugh at me when I do it in amazing Spider-Man number one twenty nine. You keep telling me all these stats. I like them. I just like those. Uh, And ever since we met him, there is a line. There is a code. There are things that he won't do. It's mentioned in this season. He would never kill a police officer. He won't He's, kill women or children. He well, certainly won't kill anyone who's innocent. innocent. Women. He won't kill anyone who's innocent. But yes, the uh, assassin women in the hired gun women in episode one. Fair game. Yeah. And, and, I agree. Know, it's like he's not, you know, look, if if a police officer is, you know, like the guy who is going to turn him in for five million dollars in the right circumstances, he would have had to kill that guy, mm-hmm. you know. But in general, no. Somebody doing their job, a police officer, law enforcement doing their job. And he thought that he had violated his own code. So he's like, yeah, just kill me, you know, yeah. because I I shouldn't be allowed to go on anymore. Oh, he was like tortured when he realized yeah. he thought that he'd killed those women. Like seeing him dip so low, he was done. And when he's trying to process that, it brought about what I understand is a high point in the season for Zia Anderson. The interaction with Karen Page, because I know for a fact that Zia, you ship Frank and Karen hard. Yes, I do. Yeah. So I think poor Karen's got a raw deal love wise. You know, she tried to make things work with Matt and Matt's like, no, Electra. (laughs) And then, you know, things with her and Foggy didn't work out. And I feel like there was another one. Uh, yeah, I, well, I, when we first meet her, uh, doesn't she have to, like, kill her boyfriend or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so. Anyway, she yeah. just, she, poor thing, she has such a hard time. Yeah, and we see her flashback in season three of yeah. Daredevil. Absolutely, yeah. She, she deserves to be happy, and you know, the Punisher might be a handful, Frank would be a hard person to be with, but I think that if they could make it, if anyone could make it work, it would be her and... And Frank. Frank I mean, if if Frank could make something long-term work, it would have to be with Karen. I I think it would be so bad for Karen to be with him, though. It would. Because she would be so, you know. She'd be so so giving and trying to do everything for him. And he'd just be like, well, (laughs) Frank got to do what Frank got to (laughs) do. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, So I I really, I don't know. I thought it was a, a nice emotional, you know, through line for the entire season. Uh, and uh, I found I found it to be very rewarding to see Frank's journey. And uh, because we're talking about Frank, we are going to talk about the the last scene of the season right now. The last image, really, which is something that some people are uh, bridling at a little bit. But for those of us such as myself, who have been a fan of the Punisher since I was nine, the idea that he's there with the skull and the jacket and double barrel action shooting up a room full of bad guys. Oh, we don't know why they're bad. That's okay. If Frank's shooting them, 
They must be bad. Exactly. So that may, we were talking right before the show how disappointed we are that we won't get a season three because look, it's not officially canceled, but everything they're canceling all the Netflix shows. Yeah, you know, and I, I can't imagine we're going to get any more Punisher with John Bernthal as a Punisher, and. It's like we get to a great point at the end of season two where it's like, all right, I'm here to be the Punisher. I'm going to go and punish. And the only ones getting punished, Zia, are you and I and all of the viewers. All the viewers because yeah. we don't get a season three. Thanks a lot, Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, let's blame Marvel, too. But thanks, Marvel, Netflix. Yeah. yeah, we're going to play. We're going to mostly blame Netflix. Yeah. Because uh, of the ones doing the canceling. Yeah. So uh, what did you think, though, about where he gets to at the end of the season? Oh, I'm excited because then that's that's literally where he steps in to be the Punisher. That's where kind of where you see him at. Is it the end of season one? Where he's just going, or is it the beginning of season? Where he's just going around killing gangs. Yeah, the beginning of season one, he's like tying up all the loose ends. Yeah. And before season one started, I thought it was going to be like, oh, okay, so everybody in organized crime who is in any way associated to the hit on his family, yes. he's going to spend the whole season because that was what it dealt with in season two, of Daredevil. And instead, it was just like, oh yeah, so that's over. I'm going to burn the skull. Yeah. That's like in the first. I don't know, 10 minutes maybe right. of the first season? He's just there literally murdering everyone. everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's the Punisher. He yeah. goes around and he just gets the bad guys. Yeah, don't be surprised when a guy named the Punisher punishes you, by the way. He's like, it's it's my calling card. Like, I, he, you know, he even says during the season, he's like, I didn't come up with that name. Yeah, but that's who you are because you punish. Because you punish people. Yeah, so. So, yeah, it's nice to see Frank kind of, in a way, you could say, come into his own. Yeah, well, he's he's finally come to terms on, you know, uh, what he does. And yeah. he talks about that in the season. Just let me do what I do best. Exactly. And you have to let Frank be Frank. And, and he's it, one of the only people that can do that. Yeah. That's not easy for a lot of people. We see how much um, uh, Amy struggles with it when she shoots her first person, which she had to because he was going to take her and kill her. Yeah. But that, that's not easy for someone to go through. And not that it's easy for Frank, but he can do it. That's not something everyone can do. Yeah. No, no, I, I definitely agree with uh, all of that. So I, uh, you know, I thought it was a fun ride. It was great to spend time with Frank. And uh, it's a little bittersweet, but the way I got to look at it is like, well, we've got like 26 hours of Punisher that we got, which if they had done a series of movies, we never would have gotten this much. Yeah. So let's just enjoy it. And uh, hope that one day we get the character again. Now, before we move on to Billy Russo, a.k.a. Jigsaw-ish, because, you know, he's not that jigsawed, uh, Zia, the birthday girl, has a very important message. I do. Hey, guys. Uh, before we move on to our next topic, which is, as you heard, going to be Jigsaw, we just want to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk and for helping us continue to grow. Um, to do so, if you're on YouTube right now, hit that thumbs up button button and subscribe if you're on itunes please give us a five star rating because stars one through four do not work so just just five um but no matter where you are leave us a comment so you can get involved in the conversation i know i've said this before i've gotten super attached to all of you guys in chat so every time you're here i get i love it i love what you add to the conversation i love that you're watching i love how into it you are um 
And being a part of AfterBuzz has meant so much to all of us as well, and we truly appreciate your supporting us in doing what we love. So don't forget to tell your friends and keep enjoying our shows. Yeah, I love the people in our chat because the best. look, our show it's uh, it's moved nights a couple of times, times, and even right now it's like, is it on at ten? Is it on at nine? It is officially on at nine, but then tonight because of the Super Bowl, it's on at eight. But here you all are, and then people are still here anyway, and. I love you guys. Uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, by the way, this is a nice opportunity for uh, shameless self-promotion. Zia and I have uh, joined the panel over on our sister network, The Popcorn Talk, and we are on Marvel Movie News. So we get to talk so about the shows and the movies. We should talk, yeah, we talk mostly about the movies, and that's why tonight on this show we're not going to talk about the great trailers that were shown during the Super Bowl, of which I was very excited about both. Uh, but yeah. if you tune in Thursday at 1 Pacific over on Popcorn Talk, we will talk about it there. So, in any case, uh, what I, the reason I bring that up, though, is that the people that have been in our chat for all this time, I see a lot of the same faces over there. And uh, we, we love that people follow us. People followed us to the Punisher After Show. So, thanks to everyone. All right. Let's talk about Billy Russo. And let's start right at the beginning where the problem is, oh, come on. He's Jigsaw. What are you doing? He's got some scratches on his face. I know. And look, I know that he's a really good-looking man, and well, you don't... You, you've seen him up close. I've seen him in person. I did meet him. I was leaving work, and he was there, so I had to go up and say something. He is a delightful human. He was so nice. And just like our friend uh, Jay Ali, who uh, was on Daredevil Season 3, he's British. He's also Everybody's British. British. Everyone is British. And Except John Bernthal, but everybody else me. is British. Everyone else is British. Yeah, yeah, so he's super sweet, super lovely. I love his character. This has nothing to do with him. No. They just... The I, face. Come on, I mean, man. Look, I... I and. I think that the compromise would have been if you had jigsawed like part of it. You know, I don't mean like make him like two face from Batman, but no. if like there's a side where all of a sudden he turns and you just see it's not split right down the middle, but just like oh up man, on the cheek for yeah, real. just really nasty jigs. Maybe even like a hole or something, but instead it's just like it's just some scratches, and I I, I don't know. I, I I was very disappointed. I just wanted more. We see him in the mask when we first meet him, and I'm like, oh, man, how messed up is that dude under there? Yeah. And it's like, no, the mask is more jigsaw than his face. Seriously, and people keep calling him a freak, and I'm like, it's just not bad enough for anyone yeah. to call him a freak. Like, if I saw that, I would be like, oh, man, that's a bummer. Like, what happened to his face? Yeah. But I would never be like, like, oh, that guy's a freak. That dude probably fell down the stairs, and I bet that's going to heal in, like, six weeks. Yeah, maybe if you just put some <laughs> vitamin E on there, yeah. he'll be fine. Hey, buddy, stay out of the sun. <laughs> Thanks. You know? Uh, so, that being said, the exploration of Billy Russo this season I thought was great because... Billy Russo was interesting in season one, but it was a little bit one note because he was just a really bad guy. He was. And we didn't know that right at the, at the front, but as soon as you know, you're just like, oh man, he's a bad guy. So this year we deal with the idea of like, look, he's the same bad guy, but he doesn't know the things that he did. He doesn't feel the way that he did that led him to making some of these bad decisions. He remembers Frank and Curtis basically through their time in the service he doesn't even remember the black ops op operations. I guess that's redundant ops operations. The black observations. Black observations. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, he just doesn't know that he's that guy. So I couldn't believe that I found myself only on occasion, but on occasion, 
I felt bad for him. Oh, no. I did, too. It was really weird. It was just a couple of moments. It was yeah. when um, he sees uh, Krista. Get Dr. Dumont. Yeah, Dr. Yeah. Dumont on the you know sidewalk. He's carrying yeah. the flowers. Because I was totally wrong. I think I thought that he didn't care about her. Yeah. At first, I definitely agreed with you that, that I thought there's no way he cares about no, her. No, yeah. but he actually was really willing to walk away from it all, including Frank. Yeah. That whole crazy vendetta. He was just going to walk away and He was going to let Frank be alive, yeah. having gotten away from the police, whatever. He gave his Valhalla buddies some passports. Some money. Yeah. Just He's like, like, let's just go. Be good. Yeah, I, I'm out. And then, Mr. Blue, he buys the flowers. I'm just like. Keep the change. Yeah, look at Billy Russo. I don't know. He was smiled. I was like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. It's like what he could have been if he maybe didn't have a really messed up childhood. I don't know. Or if they didn't have whatever it was in his brain that makes yeah. him not feel empathy for other people. <laughs> yeah, because like before he has his traumatic incident on the merry-go-round at the carousel, it was the same thing, at the end of season yeah. one, uh, he was already just messed up in his head. He was. So now he's got a different kind of messed up. But the fundamental messed up didness is still there that was always there his whole life i think it might be that he is a sociopath yes because he doesn't i mean you'd have to be to do that to your best friend and kill a family that you were a part of or have a hand in helping kill right a family no no just play you know, a part no, yeah not trying to stop it and right. actively making sure that it happened you know it's all insane. the things that he did absolutely so and Attached to Billy Russo, we have, you mentioned Krista Dumont, his therapist, uh, and their super creepy relationship where they're, yeah. they're it's not just uh, doctor-patient, it's just the, the creepy, like, their scars and their pain and then just, like, she, at times, she seemed like she might have been crazier than him. You know? Oh yeah, no, for <laughs> real. And on and when you find out her backstory, I also feel bad for her at moments because of her backstory is also just insane. Like, how can you wrap your head around that? As I mean, she looked like she was probably six or seven, a seven year old girl yeah. that your dad was going to kill you, yeah. and then you get to watch him die, and you also are severely injured, where it takes two months for you to be able to even get put back together, move or walk, and she has all these crazy scars. I understand. It just is crazy that she's done so much work to work through her own trauma and then help other people work through their traumas, and it just wasn't enough. Yeah, and I mean, that scene, that flashback, you know, her dad's laying on the ground. She's laying on the ground. I mean, that's heartbreaking. You know, it's it was really well done. Oh, God, and yeah. You can you can certainly feel for her, but you're, you're just like, yeah, but look at her now, you know? And yeah. I do love... The visit that Agent Madani pays her in episode 12. Like in episode she 10, they, they're drinking wine, just a couple of gals talking. Uh, Madani's totally getting played by Dr. Dumont. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and doesn't even know it. Yeah. I was like, really, Madani? But then CIA? when Madani comes, <laughs> comes in in episode 12, hey, oh, you going somewhere? You know, just everything she says, yeah. we're like, oh, she knows. And then it does culminate in that epic fight. Uh, and it's interesting that Dr. Dumont survives the fall uh, from the third story. Yeah, I actually thought so as well. I mean, she fell face down. Yeah. And when it showed her in the hospital, her face was not. Well, really apparently, apparently no one gets facial injuries on this show. Everyone just continues <laughs> yeah. to look very attractive. <laughs> exactly. It's just like, it looked, people are too good looking to, to mess up their, their faces. They're really good looking actors. So. <laughs> yeah, that's what we have to do. So uh, I think, uh, I, I don't know, I guess it's it's interesting that her, you know, her story goes on, especially because when we talked about Billy, we left out the fact that, uh, you know, 
the way that he died, which is kind of anticlimactic, but also fitting because I know some people were disappointed by that, but it's just like, you know, he's just there. He calls Curtis. He doesn't want to die alone. He wants one of his brothers to be with him. And Frank isn't, doesn't have time for any of that nonsense. (laughs) Frank's like, Frank literally walks up and he, he shoots him the way you would shoot a rabid dog. He's like, "I, I, I don't even care that you deserve to suffer. Uh, you know, from your mortal injuries. Right. I'm just going to go ahead and shoot you because you need to be shot. Yeah, and I just want this to be done. Yeah. This like needs at that to point, be done. Yeah. And then also, this is this is obviously for my family. Yes. And, you know, it's anticlimactic, but I was just shocked that it Super was that simple. Super taken aback, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's in episode 13, so you and I were watching that together, and I was yeah. like, wait, what? I think we were both just like, Whoa. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like not what I was expecting. I wasn't even expecting. I love the way they play with that too. They did that very well because knowing Curtis and knowing Curtis's character, I like 90% expected him to go there and 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 heal him or at or least be there with him while at, he dies. Yeah, one of two things. Okay, attempt to save him. Yeah. And then if he wasn't able to, he would just kind of like hold his hand and just be like, you know, hey man, you turned into a real a-hole, but uh, you know, there was a time where sure we were like brothers. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I you know, it, it, I have an ambivalent feeling to an extent, but it, it, from Frank's standpoint, because the show is The Punisher, this isn't the Jigsaw show, He, it was the only way it could end. And I was reading an interview with the showrunner, Steve Lightfoot, that he thought about any of the other ways that it could have gone, and the only thing that made sense is that Frank would have killed him at the end of the season. Like, yeah. There was no letting him go. And I I can't fault... You know, it's not one of those things... Look, shows sometimes will kill off a character. And like, what are they doing? Why? No, it, it's hard to imagine... You know, especially if there was a season three, I would have hated to see him again. No, you know? that would be too yeah. much. This is where it needed to it end. It needed to end. Black Magic even says it in the chat. It's so fitting. I also, like, there's a comment here from, and this is just going back a little bit, uh, Sky Patterson. And this is also DC, I'm sorry, but I just like this comment. Um, ben Barnes, the actor who plays Billy Russo yeah. Jigsaw and The Punisher, is my top choice for a young Bruce Wayne in Matt Reeves' dramatic psychological neo-noir thriller prequel take on The Batman. I could see him. I could totally I, whether see it that. be, you know, sure, I could absolutely see him as Bruce Wayne. But he, uh, he has the he carries himself. I could definitely see him as a superhero. Totally. But he was such a good villain. I kind of he was a great villain. I would and rather see him as a villain. Star Drew know? also says too, his cocky costs him big. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, would, he just he, you know. I'd rather see him as like Doctor Doom or something. You know, yeah. I'd much rather see him as like a really bad, like a great one of the the all time great bad guys. That's what I would like to see. Uh, well, before we run out of time to talk about some of the other characters, let's talk a little bit about Agent Madani, who obviously survives season one, the uh, bullet to the head. We knew that at the end of season one, we knew she survived, but she's as haunted by her memories of Billy Russo as Billy is of Frank. And she's just so determined to make sure that, you know, she's, she's not by the book, but she does feel like he should go to jail and be imprisoned. But when he breaks out, she assumes that he's faking the whole thing and all that. I think she comes to a point where she's just like, look, I understand that this guy should be put behind bars, but I got to get Frank to kill this guy because I can't have him showing up in my house, which he does later in the season. Of course he does. (laughs) Well, and also I think that she just, 
it's I mean, she visits him in the hospital twice a day. Yeah, that's which is insane. Yeah, that, you talk about talk about the crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> she but I think that she's just so upset and so I guess disappointed in herself yeah. that she was fooled by him. Like that's such I think that eats at her so much. The fact that and the fact that he killed her partner. Like it's a lot of things there, but she definitely gets a little bit too obsessed with Russo. Yeah. Like she she can't just step back and let Mahoney deal with him. Yeah. She has to make sure that he pays. And she wants to be the one to do it or causing it to happen. And as we talked about on the Punisher After Show, I do love her interaction with Mahoney as the season goes along. You know, you you almost feel like they should totally end up together just because it's like they're starting in the place like I can't stand you. But then it's like they're through this sort of a thing and then they come out the other end of it together. I would love them together. Yeah. I think they make a great couple. Absolutely. And I think that Madani needs someone to lighten her up a little bit. She's a little too intense. She needs Mahoney yeah. to be like, all right, come on. We can joke about some things. It's fine. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. But uh, I thought uh, she definitely handled herself well. I like that. You know, it really it aided her the way that she had to lie about what happened at the end of season one. But she understood, you know, and I thought that was a great flashback, you know. And I think that she, you know, she throws she is very quick to bend the rules, you know, <laughs> sending Homeland Security out to the rural, uh, you know, sheriff station yes. in Ohio to, to basically take Frank and bring him to New York so he can kill Billy Russo. Right after telling him to lose this number and don't call <laughs> yeah. me again. And they're like, wait a minute, I gotta go get Frank. <laughs> oh, darn, I need him. <laughs> yeah. So uh, and obviously the uh, aforementioned just throw down with Dr. Dumont. And look, I thought. At the beginning of episode 13, I was like, well, I guess Billy Russo just choked the life out of her. I talk about people that I was surprised about still being alive. I could not believe that she was still alive. And, you know, you can logically tell me that, okay, well, she shot him so much. He just didn't have it in in him. He just couldn't. He wasn't strong enough, you know, and that's why he collapsed. And then he realized he needed to leave. But. I, I can't believe that he didn't kill her. No, and I've read some stuff on strangling that uh, <laughs> Tell me over, <laughs> just some light reading. <laughs> it's just yeah, I was curious. Yeah, just recreational, just, just, yeah, just but only for the weekends. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah, no, no, I don't do that during the week. <laughs> yeah. um, that it's really, really easy to die from strangulation. Like very easy. It can happen even when you don't mean for it to happen. Oh. So, Yikes. okay. Like the fact that I mean, I remind guess remind me to change my safe word. <laughs> yeah, be careful. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's just it's one of those things that I one hundred percent. I I don't know how many people live through strangulation like that. I mean, I know it can happen, but yeah. it doesn't take long for your brain to be without oxygen I for know. it to. And, and all they had her do is when she came to like. <coughs> So anyway, you know, it's a, she doesn't have a that? raspy voice or anything. You no know? bruises. Not, nothing. Nothing. Yeah, she's, not in a, she's not in a neck brace. But, um, and I think good for her that at the very end of the season, we see that she's, you know, out doing CIA field work. She's not getting bogged down in all the red tape yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I think as, you know, whenever we see her in the field and even when Billy's there and, you know, she's trying to figure out how to, you know, not get killed by this guy, I think we see what she's best suited in. So I think that's great for the character where she ends up at the, uh, at the end of the season. And uh, I was very happy to uh, follow her, you know, and hope that the death of Billy gives her some degree of peace. Uh, let's talk about our, our new friend this season. Well, we have two new characters. One's not really a friend, but uh, Amy, you and I 
Neither of us liked her no, when we first met her. She's just like, oh, shut up. Crazy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it was also Black Magic in the chat that said, to be fair, Frank is terrifying. And oh, I get it. Yeah. He's super scary. But he's scary to the other men. Like, I would be behind. If I knew all those people were coming after me, I would never leave his side after yeah. seeing what he can I, do. I know. Yeah, you understood that she was on the run because she was always on the run her whole life. But it's like, this... This is the guy, this is the only way you come out of this alive. And yeah. I like the evolution of her character. She was kind of funny at times. She definitely brought some, I liked her interacting with Curtis. I I liked, you know, the episode where she was bored. And then she thinks she's going to sneak up on Frank and steal his gun. <sighs> mistake. Yeah. yeah, that's a bit of a mistake. And as uh, Curtis explained, it's just he's mad at himself because he was going to kill her. Uh, you know, just his gut reaction. He was this close. Uh, but and just dealing with her shooting that guy who was going to kill her. And even though like the guy who was going to kill her, that's how great Frank is. He's like, no, 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 you didn't kill him. <laughs> that he's was a, me. He's I like, did. Yeah, I did. See, look, <laughs> I killed him. OK, you just shot yeah. him. No, you just no, shot no. him. The fact of the matter is he would have bled out and he would have died. But he killed him. So <laughs> don't worry about it. And just getting it all the way on through to the final episode where uh, Amy comes in and confronts the Schultzes before Frank talks to them. And uh, I, I, I really enjoyed that character. I hope she's happy as a marine excavator or whatever that thing was called. That she basically wanted. a treasure hunter. Yeah, basically a treasure <laughs> hunter. And uh, credit to the uh, the young actress uh, Georgia uh, Georgia Wig <laughs> Georgia Wiggum is her name, not Chief Wiggum like on the uh, But uh, and I, I looked her up because I was curious. She's twenty years old. She's twenty, playing okay. like sixteen. So uh, I just she's uh, she was perfect in the role. And what I learned is that her character, Amy Bendix, is very loosely based on a character in Punisher comics from the uh, the early to mid-90s. Uh, not the same character, but uh, kind of a similar dynamic. So I thought that was kind of cool, and uh, I will be seeking out some of those stories just because I'm interested now. Uh, before we run out of time, let's talk uh, briefly about Curtis. Because oh, Curtis. how many times did we watch this season where uh, no. we were convinced... No, this is going to be where Curtis dies. Why is Curtis going to die? I was so scared for Curtis. Like eight times. I have like almost every episode. Such a soft spot for him. He's yeah. just this nicest guy. And really, probably the only one with a real moral compass. Yeah. Even though he definitely bends it a little bit for Frank. Because he knows that Frank is a good guy at heart. And he would and never he, do anything to hurt anyone who doesn't deserve it. Right. And he understands the mission. He understands what Frank's trying right. to do. He supports it. But... But he was so torn, even killing that man who, yeah. as you put it in a previous show, was just seconds, 30 seconds before that trying to kill him. Yeah, and he rushes over to try and save try his and life. Try and save him, yeah. yeah. He feels awful that he yeah. died, and that's when he kind of changes his tune. I think he sums it up as he's like, man, I just want to go home. Yeah. Like, please just let me go home. Yeah. Curtis, Mahoney, and Senator Schultz are the only people really in the season who don't really do anything wrong. Yeah. I mean, fr uh, you know, Curtis... Gets caught up in Frank's nonsense. Points a but gun he's at just Mahoney. He's just trying to do right. He is. You he's know? just trying to deal with... Because he knows that if you don't deal with Billy Russo, that Billy yeah. Russo is going to keep coming. Or he's going to... Because his nature is going to be the same. He's going to continue. As we saw, he goes on and tries to make a team to rob banks. Like, he's just... Right. He's not a good guy. He shouldn't be out there. Plus a mentally unstable... I mean, a uh, Billy Russo. Yeah. That's crazy. Now, do you think that... Uh, Willie's uh, Curtis's lady friend is uh, will be around for him now. I hope so. I, I feel like he 
kind of had to blow her off one time too many. Kinda. And you got the text like, and there's not even a rodent problem in your building. She's like, all right, what are you not telling? Because yeah. that sounds so shady. It's like, you've got a secret family there, don't you? Don't you? Yeah. No, just came back just from a vacation. family of rats. <laughs> uh, so, I, I don't know. I look, I, ultimately, I was happy for him, but, you know, he was uh, just so dependable. And uh, I was glad that uh, Frank has him. Somebody like you. Look, if we all had a Curtis in our life, how much better off would we be? Yeah, seriously. Someone to pick you up when you're down. The way he treated Amy was so sweet. Their little bonding moment was great, too. Yeah. And to kind of tell you when you're being a jackass. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which somebody like Frank needs to be told. Oh, yeah. Uh, Before we run out of time entirely, let's talk about the new character, uh, the Pilgrim, John Pilgrim, Pilgrim, who I found... To be, you know, just super creepy from the first time we saw him. Loved it. But there was so much more depth to his character as as we got into it. And I have to admit, I loved watching him go off the rails. You know, when he tears into that gang and then he's just like, yeah, I'm going to have to turn into this kid now. He's grabbing bottles. He's taking coke. He's finding hookers. He's finding hookers. (laughs) He's just like, yeah. And, you know, he just... I don't know. I, I thought that as an adversary, he was really cool because Frank was very evenly matched against him. And the fight that the two of them had in the, the junkyard, basically, where Curtis's trailer was, you just see how how much in common they have, their fighting styles, and just sort of their you know inability to quit. And I liked the interaction between them. Like, in the middle of the fight, it's like, you ready? And it's like, yeah, I was just waiting for you. You know, even that, it's like, it's, it's what is it? Do, do you need a Do you need a minute? Do you need a minute? That, you're right. Yeah. That's what. Do you need a but minute? But I love that. Yeah. He's I was just waiting like, for you. Do, do you need a minute? Yeah, which is just like the sort of the camaraderie of these adversaries, and the fact that we realize at the end that Frank does spare his life because he's like, no, the uh, Senator Schultz's parents, the the Schultz Anderson, and I, I don't remember uh, what his wife's name was. Because of Gilligan's Island, I usually think of super rich women in fiction. I usually just think their name is Lovey. Uh, so, but, uh, you know, they're the ones who needed to die. And he was just like, no, this is just a guy who got caught up in something. And, and if there's anything that Frank understands is just sometimes your circumstances can get the best of you. This is And, of course... It's a guy with kids. It's a guy with kids. That's Frank's soft spot. We saw that a number of times this season. Yeah. Uh, so give me your thoughts on John Pilgrim and kind of where, how, you know, basically the the emotional ride we take with him throughout the course of this whole second season of The Punisher. Well, like Black Magic here, he says, I like Pil- Pilgrim's arc through the season, and I very much agree. Um, I really also like this argument that's of who I am in the chat is kind of amazing right now. Of who you are? Yeah, first, uh, I believe it's, yeah, War Hero 90 size says Zia is Amy, and then um, uh, Ghost says that no Zia is the Enchantress, and then Sky oh. says no Zia is more of an Emma Frost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'll take them all, guys. Thanks. Yeah, no, that's Sorry. true. Yeah. I got completely distracted by that because you were talking about me. Um, back to Pilgrim. He, Nobody uh, ever talks about me in the chat. Anyway, go ahead. Just I mean, why would that? No, it's because I'm reading it, so yeah, they're like, hey. <laughs> um uh, anyway, he yeah, I I really love his arc throughout the season. You he is he's super creepy. I know we referred to him as creepy religious man in the beginning. Yeah. You see that he has those Nazi tattoos that are very badly taken off, and yeah. it makes me want to know more just right off the bat. Yeah, I'm like I want to know more about who this guy is. And then as you see more into his character, it seems that sort of religion saved him, and he fell in love and started a family, and like really wanted to create this idealistic world, which I don't agree with at all. 
because that's crazy. Um, but I but I also understand sort of where he's coming from and what he was getting away from. And seeing him be used really as just kind of a pawn in a war because they know his skill set. Yeah. That's why they have him there and they're helping him so much. Yeah, I mean, th- that's when you really start to feel for him when you see that the Schultzes not only are using him, they plan to get rid of him and... You know, Mrs. Schultz is uh, just sort of talking like, yeah, you know, the one kid I could kind of work with and like groom him into something. And, you know, you're just like, no, these are terrible people. Horrible people. Look, this is a guy who's capable of, you know, just some kind of like outrageous terror. But he's trying not to be that. He is a good man. He's trying to be religious. And I think he has some very fair conversations throughout the season. Interactions where the other person would have ended up dead, I think, in a lot of shows. Like when he speaks to the sheriff in Ohio, he mm-hmm. talks to him outside and he's like, You're a religious man, you know? And, he, and the guy's like, Yeah, I swore on the Bible, you know, all this. And he's just like, All right, well, you have to think about what's important to you, you know? I, I thought it was an interesting, just really well rounded character. Mm-hmm. And to have sort of he and Billy Russo be the two big bad guys in the season, I thought was a it was a great contrast. It was a nice balance too. You yeah. get and in the end, you know, one dies. You know, I know we said spoilers. One dies, and the other one sort of lives and gets to go on. So you you still sort of get like a conclusion from both. Yeah, in a way of they're not just both getting beaten to death. I like that. Yeah, no, I thought, uh, I don't know, I think just where he gets to and, you know, Frank just understands who he is. Uh, I think that Frank is better for knowing this guy. Frank is better for having Amy in his life. You know, it's ultimately all of these people uh, just really help Frank. And, you know, that's what would catapult us into season three if we were going to get one. I I can't imagine any scenario where we get any more episodes of this. No, probably not. I think that what I had read is that the way that the deal with Marvel and Netflix works is after they cancel the show, there's two years of a cooling off period where you can't really do anything with them. So by then, are you making Punisher movies with John Bernthal? Does he want to? Do you want to, you know, is he interested in doing a miniseries? I would love to see that. I would love to see that. He's not going to be too old at this point. No. You know, he's and yeah, tw- it would be 2021 if they cancel it this year. Uh, so, I, you know, it's not too far off in, in the future. Uh, and by the way, I was reading on Twitter that apparently John Bernthal has a comedic role in the uh, one of the latest episodes of uh, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, a show that I didn't really watch more than a couple episodes. I'm but, never going to watch it, but I will no, watch that I, episode. I was going to say, I want to see that one because I'd love to see him like <laughs> that. That would be so great. I hope we see a lot of him, is my point, because I do like him so much, and uh, I look forward to it. What he do you have great. in the chat before no, we go? No, I was go? just going to say before we go, do you want to know who you are? Christian? Hey, uh, Sky Peterson says that... He's going to pick the oldest character in the Marvel no, Universe. No, you're a Hank McCoy beast or Ben Grimm the Thing. Okay. And Ghost so says... So two grotesquely, uh, horribly misshapen, hey, disfigured people. I love Beast. Yeah, but you didn't say anything about Hank Ben McCoy. Grimm. Well, all right, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Ghost 83 6 says Christian is the living tribunal. Okay, no, I'm going to take all those. Uh, the one uh, huge criticism I have, no microchip this season. I, uh, I thought true. that it was great that he was in season one, and I couldn't believe we didn't get him in season two. They got such a great character to play yeah. him, too. I loved it. But let's just, hope, take on let's him, just but. hope his life is, is fine and Frank never contacts him and he lives happily ever after. He's got his family and his kid. Anyway, that's all the time we have for tonight. <laughs> 
I, I kind of have uh, whiplash, which, yes, I know is in one of the episode titles. We have a kind of whiplash because we just plowed through that so fast. If you want to ha- see conversation about the Punisher that maybe breathes a little bit more, take a look at the archives, whether it be on YouTube or uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere. There, we uh, binged the Punisher on the after show. We did three episodes at a time and then one episode of just the season finale. You can find all those episodes. Uh, conversations a little bit slower paced with, with our friend April Dawn for a few of those episodes. So check that out. Um, we're done talking about The Punisher, though. We will be back here next Sunday at 9 o'clock, unless they tell us we're on at a different time. But I believe Sunday at 9 o'clock Pacific. And uh, my plan is to be done with season two of The Runaways because I really want to talk about it, but we've been all caught up in The Punisher. Yes. Uh, so I want to talk about it then. Uh, and then, as I mentioned earlier, Zia and I will be on Marvel Movie News over on the Popcorn Talk Network Thursday at 1 Pacific. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. Zia, where do people find you? You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore land. It's XIA underscore land and Facebook at Zia Landerson. Uh, All right, so thanks again to uh, everyone who was in the chat. Thanks, everybody who's watching. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. But until then, Excelsior! Bye! Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.